Welcome everyone to 440 of Corporate Courtney. I am your host, Courtney Johnson. And y'all, it has absolutely been a long week. And I know what you're saying. Courtney, this podcast doesn't come out till Thursday, which means you've had to record it on Wednesday, which means it's only half of the week. Honey, I felt it was a long week at the end of Monday, okay? It's just one of those weeks where everything is an emergency or super important and it's back to back to back meetings and it's questions and it's answers and whoo I'm done I'm done I logged off of work today and I said I do believe there is ice cream in my future and that's unfortunate because I'm really trying to watch my weight but good god I need something sweet and I need something sweet soon and I know it's not just me a lot of people are saying the same things. Coworkers, we're just drained. We're tired and everything is now, now, now. I am, however, on the more excited side because as I talked about in the last episode, I am in a newer role and position than I have been in the last year, two years or so. And I really, as I've been working, I really started to think about What are the expectations when you're switching jobs? I think as you come out of college or whatever prep role that you were in previously, they do a really good job about getting you in the right mind frame to go get your first job, right? So if you were in college, you probably had classes about what it was like to, you know, prep for business or for engineering or whatever you're focusing on and and you're working on what skill sets you might need and things of that nature. And if you did some due diligence about, you know, interviewing or being in an organization that kind of helps you prep for that, you've got a really good, at least taste for what it's like to go make that first step. And people tend to baby you on your first job, right? You get onboarding, you get trainings, you get, you know, some sort of SOP uh, about what your role is going to be like and there's a lot of grace but what we don't talk about is that grace is only kind of there when you're ready to make another move or your next move after you've already been in the workforce so this move for me is not my first job hop right so for those of you who are new I started out in supply chain software consulting and I did that and moved from team to team and project to project within that same company and with different titles and roles. However, it was kind of the same space and the whole job was about never really knowing anything and, and moving on to new newer things as soon as possible. However, when I made my jump to product management at a different company, I had, you know, a little experience behind me but I was new to the company, I was new to the space, I was new to the job title. So I was very aware that I had a lot of onboarding that was needed. And I think my management thought the same thing. However, when you're placed into a, a 
role or a job and it was already functioning before you or there's already a pace that's going, it is very typical for not only management to forget that you're new, but for you to forget that you're new. Personally speaking, I get so wrapped up in proving I was the right candidate, right? You know, you got the job, you did all this sweet talking in the interview, and then you start it and you don't want to let them down. You don't want them to have any reason to think, oh, I should have gone with the next guy or this person isn't quite living up to what they said they could do or who they were. And I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I will have to get over that. And I'm a bit of a people pleaser. And if you're my therapist, I know we're working on getting rid of that. But it's really hard sometimes. And so you kind of jump in a roll and you pick up on A, B, and C. And you kind of want to hit the ground running, right? Show people that you are worth the money that they are laying down. And that can be great. But then there's this other side of it where... You know, in the very beginning when you're doing that, you're getting all these, wow, no one would believe that you are only a week into your role or, you know, these compliments that are feeding that need for you to want to be great at what you're doing, but you're kind of doing yourself a disservice sometimes. And I'm not saying don't try hard. That's the exact opposite of the message I want to give out. But I do think that as time goes on, You stop getting the benefit of being new because you are doing so great. I remember after my first full week in this new role, I was picking up on things that were already in flight, problems and issues that had been addressed, and listening to those things and keeping mental track of them. And then my manager, his wife actually has a grandfather who they put in hospice on my second day. And then died on my fifth day. So he has been in and out. And so the onboarding and the training that I would have liked didn't happen. But that didn't mean that my space didn't have status updates, report outs, and people to manage while he was out. So instead of, you know, really taking the opportunity to be like, hey, I'm really new to this space and you'll get your updates when my manager gets back in town, I really tried to hit the ground running to prove myself, you know, not only to myself, but to others that I'm a really strong worker. I have a great work ethic. I'm intelligent. I pick up on details quickly and I can run with things. I am managerial personified, right? But as I'm answering these questions, and I'm being very transparent, right? I'm, I'm being honest. You know, I'm new, so this may not be, you know, exactly what you were expecting. But here, yada, 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 yada. What I did not realize then is that once that first period goes away, people expect more from you. Because you are smart and intelligent and managerial personified. So they're looking for you to have the answers. And you stop being able to do that, take that time to really get to learn and to really dig in and to get the experience and understanding of this new space and of this new role, because you're always trying to now be someone you weren't technically prepared to be. And for me, I kind of got into this position in this point when I realized that and I thought, 
well, now it's too late to play the newbie card because they expect so much more of me, right? And I don't think that's true. I had to sit down with my mentor, a call with my mentor, who sits down anymore. I can't go into the office and people are covid But I had a talk with my mentor and she was like, at no point do you not need to backtrack and say, you know what? I thought I was capable of running with this on my own. I wasn't and I need help in A, B, and C. Or starting to back out of being the person with the answer and saying, you know, I'll have to get back with you on that or I'll have to look into that as I come up to speed a little more. And it may be true. People may say, hey, she started out so strong. She was running with it. Now I'm getting what they would consider bullshit answers. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with any of them. They don't do your performance review. The people that you're answering to need to be the ones that understand that you were new. And maybe you took off a lot faster than you can handle. Some of us are sprinters. And we're not meant for marathons. However, careers and jobs are marathons. So we have to learn to pace ourselves. And sometimes I'm not very good at that. I mean, I told you guys, my dad told me I was like a puppy. They will play fetch with you with anything until you tucker yourself out. And so if you start running and you're going a lot faster than you think that you were prepared for, it is okay to slow down and say, hey, I took off way too fast there. But for me, that's not something that I heard a lot about prior to making these lateral moves or these job hops. People don't really talk about what that expectation is and how best to handle being new and wanting to be successful very early on. I also think it's a lot harder to come from a place where you knew everything. If you've been in your previous role for quite some time, you had some breath underneath you. You know, you you knew the space, you knew the players, you knew the right answers, you knew where to go get the right answers. And when you take yourself out of that, even if it's a new company or just a lateral move within your company, you can see or understand that now you are starting at ground zero. You may think you know all of the acronyms because you're in the same company, but team to team have different ways of doing things and different perspectives and different acronyms. So I think it's fair to treat every new job, even if in your head it seems small, as something as a big new change. It may help that you have some background in a company and so you have some underlying information and that is more toward your skill set than it is an expectation, I would hope. But regardless if you're new to the company or you're within the same company in just a new role, be aware that People will try to take advantage of your newness and not in a mean way, but the idea is that they know that you want to please and they know that you want to succeed. So they will try to put a lot on you or at least try to give away things that they possibly need to be getting somewhere else to you to see if you'll manage it. And it is really important that you are aware of what your boundaries are in your first few days and feel empowered to say no. When I first started in this new role, I thought the best way for me to get a really great understanding about what was going on and who I could reach out to for help was to meet the people. So 
I put meet and greets or one-on-ones with all of my engineers and with business analysts and with other product managers of different spaces and roles, kind of in the same department, and wanted to make sure that I got at least a good understanding of what everyone loves about their job, what they like about the space, what advice do they have about new people. And for the most part, they're always about, you know, you meeting the people and getting to know the players. Because a lot of times in corporate America, it's more about who you know than what you know. So getting that grasp of of who to know and who to reach out to is great. But I kind of overloaded myself with meet and greets when there were a ton of other meetings I needed to be in to not only get up to speed in my space, but to report out for my space as well. And I started to get really bad meeting fatigue. So I slowed down on my meet and greets. I tackled what I'd had scheduled, but what I had not scheduled yet, I kind of let be for a while. And I ran into a woman who really wants a lot of work from our space and did not wait for me to set up a meet and greet and sent me the meet and greet herself. But when she couldn't fit something into my calendar, she tried to make a lunchtime meeting. And you all know how I feel about lunchtime meetings. If it's not pertinent and it is not of a director or above, I don't see the need for it. So she was trying to gauge what she could sneak in and do. She wasn't willing to wait to meet me because she wanted to ask me something in that meeting. But she also probably thought that she could get away with putting a lunch meeting on my calendar because I would be too new to push back. She didn't move any of her other meetings to lunch. She probably thought this was small enough. However, I had to really assess, was it worth me losing that hour of peace to go and do whatever I needed to do or organize myself or actually eat lunch for once? And I simply sent it back and said, I'd like to reschedule this because I try to avoid as many lunch meetings as possible. And when we did finally meet, she, of course, asked me to work on something or provide an update or prioritize this piece of work that she wanted from my team. So there was this motive behind her wanting to meet me earlier on and thought putting it on my schedule as soon as possible wouldn't do any harm. But I was able to save my energy and not have a lunch meeting and keep that boundary up because I knew she thought I would just do it. And come to find out, my predecessor had already told her that we wouldn't be prioritizing this work. And so she was trying to sneak it back on our plate, thinking fresh blood, new perspective. And luckily, I had the right information and knowledge transfer to understand that this had already been looked at. And so I did what every new person should do is I will look into it and get back to you. And when it comes up again... I'll keep pushing it and kicking it down the street. One, because I don't know enough about why we said no in the first place to be able to just be like, sorry, no. And two, I'm not trying to rock the boat in a new position in a new place quite yet. So the tidbit there is play your newbie card. Use it until you get comfortable and in a place where you understand and want to. People will try to sneak stuff in by you and so you have to be aware and open to that and it's not malicious I don't believe I mean some people are malicious and be you know careful and watch for those hating people but for the most part they're just hoping that they can get what they want and 
your naivete will take over and get them what they want. But you can't handle everything. You can't juggle everything and you can't put yourself in a position where you're overpromising and under-delivering right out the gate. Another really key thing as you're starting a new role or a new job is to constantly ask for feedback. And I say this because every once in a while, you might see that you're doing something really great or you might see something where you can improve. But people tend, when you're just like, do you have any feedback for me? To just say, oh, you're doing great. Keep up the good work and keep trying. And you don't really walk away with anything tangible, right? If you can, and your manager's wife's grandfather didn't die on your first week, try and really schedule like a one-on-one or a meeting with your manager to really ask specifically about scenarios and situations that you saw and if you were handling in the right way. Hey, this production issue came through and I sent it to one of the devs. Is there a better way for me to handle that? Is there a process already in place? Or we were in this meeting and someone brought up X, Y, and Z. Do you usually handle that? Do you answer it? What do you make a slide for a presentation for next week? Or is there something that I could have done better in that scenario? When you actually place yourself in those shared times and meetings and you're asking about certain processes or how your actual behavior was, you'll tend to get a clearer understanding and idea of what was expected, what wasn't expected, or if you have the freedom to change something up, right? You're hired not to just be the same person. We're not cloning employees. We want fresh perspectives and unique ideas, but we also want you to understand that you have the freedom to take that over. But if you're afraid to do that because you're too new and you're just trying to copy everything, and you don't have those open conversations, you don't really get that grasp or that that piece of information that can help you be successful moving forward. So don't be afraid to really take scenarios, even if you think you did do it wrong and you're afraid to get it thrown in your face. Essentially, you pull the newbie card. Hey, I'm kind of just getting comfortable with this. Is this something that I should have done, shouldn't have done? And get that answer and pivot from there. Ugh, use that word pivot like I was in a meeting. You see, y'all, it has been a long week. (laughs) I think I told my sister we would iterate on dinner later. So, like, my mind is a jumbled mess, and I am actually corporate Courtney 24-7 at this point. I hope to get back to regular Courtney soon. But, yes, I hope that as you take new roles and you take new jobs and you're learning, that you give yourself grace to take it slow. You don't have to have all of the answers all of the time. And you don't have to implement all of the changes in your head immediately. Keep a running list. Watch it. Watch it improve. Try to take small chunks instead of taking on the whole bite. You understand? I think we don't necessarily get that insight that we can take things slowly and we're not having to be superwoman as soon as we step into a job. But sometimes it's cool enough just to be evil Lois Lane and take that opportunity to be just you, regular you, and then evolve and grow. And you can be superwoman down the line with a lot more expertise and a lot more knowledge to back up what you're doing. So that's all I have for you guys this week. 
if you have scenarios or tips and tricks about starting a new job that you want to share, um, please send them to me at the corporate Courtney podcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at underscore corporate court. And that's all I've got for you guys this week. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your patience after my little break from the podcast. Um, I will be trying to figure out how I want to consistently do this so that I can stay on track, but also give myself the break as I'm coming up to speed. So more to come on any format changes. But for right now, we'll rock it out till I, you know, kill over again. So until next time, toodles. Pink Capri, it's Courtney, it's Courtney.